What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I can't figure out what kind of beard I want. Woo! We're here with an episode 127. We're, we're here with uh, the greatest story ever played podcast. We're going to be talking about what's the best timing for a sequel. But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. Liz, how you doing? I'm good. I baked sugar cookies today. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, was that fun? It was all right. It was a little frustrating. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you made it out safe. Same. Yeah, same, same. I'm very mm-hmm. I'm very happy. But uh, yeah, so we're here. It's December. It's, uh, it it's almost Christmas time. And, uh, you know, we got some things to talk about, you know? We do. But uh, yeah, so uh, why, why don't we get on with the show? You're here for a podcast, not for us to be just talking about anything. But hey, if you are here talking, uh, you're here to hear us talk about anything we've got a second podcast for you mm-hmm. it's called what's the biz podcast where we just talk about really just anything uh, it comes out every tuesday you should check it out uh links are down below if you want to check out that podcast uh but you know let's just get started with uh the social media pages we're on mm-hmm. social media at gaming groceries on twitter or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can follow, so follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can see some uh, some updates about the channel, some behind-the-scenes photos, some stories here and there, and some questions I'll ask you about the podcast discussion. So I'll be posting questions on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook if you want to check out that to get me involved in the discussion. Uh, we also have a website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website, as well as you can find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the podcast well some articles i've written in the past and if you're so inclined if you watch this on youtube hi how you doing you doing good awesome uh we're here we're here every week on this uh channel you can you can click subscribe and that notification bell uh so that you know when all these podcasts come out as well as our weekly thursday uploads not just coffee games Maybe in the next one, uh, well, the next one's going to be a coffee games, but then the one after that is going to be a new format that we're experimenting with. So uh, keep your eyes open, but uh, press that subscribe, just smash that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. with all that said and done, oh, what do you, what do you think? What, what do you think we should do? I think we should go into the first segment. Oh, we should? Mm-hmm. Let's go into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, not Disney Plus, maybe HBO Max pretty soon. And we like to give you a recommendation or not a recommendation. And this month, in the month of December, and a little bit in January, just a little sprinkle in January, uh, we're going to be talking about some Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving you our usual uh, five-point scale, we're going to give you a five-point scale in terms of jingles. Uh, jingles being how much of the Christmas spirit it actually gives you. Uh, one being it's the Matrix. It's not really, you know, it's not a Christmas movie. And five being Elf. Elf is the yardstick of the best Christmas movie of all time. Uh, and so we're going to go into this one. And it's a it's a movie. It's a Hulu original. And it stars Kristen Bell. Chris, no, <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Not Kristen Bell. They're two different people. They're very different people. Uh, Mackenzie Davis and... Uh, Oh, uh, Daniel Levy, you know, Danny mm-hmm. Levy, Dan Levy, whatever you want to call him. Uh, it's called The Happy Season! Woo! Uh, let's go into opening thoughts about the movie and go. Um, I was really excited to watch this because the trailers looked so funny. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this movie overall. Um, even outside of it being a Christmas movie, it was just... A good story. A, it was a good story. It was a yeah. really good story. I enjoyed it. Um, 
Kristen Stewart's mm-hmm. new, like, just like the movie she's done recently, yeah, have just made me like just a huge fan of her again. Which movie are you talking about? Um, we watched uh, the one on Amazon. Oh, Prime. that one. Yes. That one where mm-hmm. she played the actress. Yes, that one. You know exactly <laughs> which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. Yeah. Go but for you, it. But that yes, one, I understand. But like, even like her, her newer stuff just always looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very happy about that because she wasn't doing well for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very happy. I just really, I just really enjoyed this movie. It was funny. It was cute. Mm-hmm. I liked it. So the premise of this movie is to, and I put this in my notes here, the premise of this movie is uh, really to normalize the LGBTQ plus uh, community into a traditional Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And what I enjoyed about the way they set up this premise is that uh, it set up to say that, like it's not that they're different, mm-hmm. it's that, that they can also fit into a nice Christmas story yeah. without it being weird. Yeah. You know? And that's the whole fight with that. It's like mm-hmm. uh Kristen Stewart character is no spoilers. If uh no spoilers here. Kristen Stewart's character is trying to do traditional uh, you know, Christmas love and family, yeah. and she's trying to be in with that. Uh Dan Levy's character, by the way, Dan Levy just what killed this movie. Like he absolutely he won. He did awesome. Yeah. He was I, my he, favorite character. He was my favorite character. He actually murdered his lines every single time. Yeah. The, his comedic timing was just, just awesome. on par. It was perfect. Yeah. He was he was absolutely phenomenal. Like, I would, if even if the whole movie sucked, I'd say you should watch it just, for, just to watch him. Yeah. And his character kind of represented that. Uh, on the side of the you know LGBTQ plus uh, community, mm-hmm. uh, saying it's like oh you know don't try to actually uh, put yourself involving with traditional Christmas family you know mm-hmm. that that's so um, patriarchal and that's just so. Uh, well, he's uh, not so- for he's not a commitment. Per- that right. was his character more of it was just a non-committal. Well, no, character. he was also you know saying it's like don't even try to be a traditional Christmas time. You know, gotcha. Um, which then, you know, Kristen Stewart is fighting along with mm-hmm. uh, in a comedic way. But, you know, it's trying to normalize that into yeah. saying that they can also be in normal Christmas movies and it's fine. That, yeah. that That's the premise. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, it didn't throw me off guard. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I liked about it. It felt so natural. And and that's the other thing. The note I wrote is that you, I, I could not take myself away from this story. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you enjoyed the story mm-hmm. and I couldn't take my eyes away from it. It kept my intention the whole way through. Yeah. I think it was only an hour and 43 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't like too long or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a story of just finding the right moment. Oh, and that's the other thing. Um, I forgot I wrote this in my notes. What What's beautiful about the story is that you really get to see a struggle of trying to come out to your family mm-hmm. because Mackenzie Davis, whose family is the main characters, Mackenzie yeah. Davis, uh, has not come out to her, her family yet. Mm-hmm. Has not told them that this is all in the trailer, by the way. Yeah. Uh, has not told them that Kristen Stewart is her girlfriend. She hasn't come out to her family. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this is that it used Christmas as the antagonist. Mm-hmm. it's like well this isn't the right time it's christmas time um uh, you know you can't really like you can't really rush these things yeah. and christmas really played a huge role in trying to come out to your family during the holidays yeah and that's what i loved about this movie of uh, being at a christmas movie and i'll get to that in a bit yeah um and my final note is that this was a very powerful 
uh, Christmas movie. And mm-hmm. it's and like I said, the holiday played a major role in this movie, yeah. which I absolutely loved. And it's a new type of Christmas movie. It's a yeah. new type of Christmas tale. It's not yeah. like your normal Hallmark lifetime. Yeah. It's trying to do that, but also, you know, include the mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus community. Yes. And, and that's what I loved about this is that it normalized it in a way that you you weren't thrown off. Yeah. They did it beautifully. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, uh, which brings us to our final conclusions out of five jingles and uh, five being uh, Elf or the Santa Claus. Yeah. What did you give this? I gave this a four. A four. Um, because it, like I said, it was a, just a great movie overall. It didn't skate around Christmas. It was smack dab during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely had Christmas spirit, Christmas mentioned. Yeah. The only reason it's not a five is because it didn't give too much Christmas spirit. It was just a good Christmas movie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also gave it a four because... Uh, unlike what we reviewed last year, last Christmas, where that movie really just it could have been set on any time. It would yeah. not have made a difference. This one, the holiday made a huge difference. They used those that they used the Christmas time. They used the the pressure the, of um, it. traditions. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is what we do. Exactly. Like they used Christmas as a prop as a, yes. as opposed to a background where. Like I said, it doesn't give off the Christmas spirit like Elf or the Santa Claus does where mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, very much Christmas. Like it's yeah. in your face Christmas. But at the same time, it definitely used the holidays as kind of like four Christmases. Yes. Yes. It was very kind of mm-hmm. like that tone where it's Christmas, but it's not like yeah Christmas spirit. And as a movie, I definitely recommend watching this. If you have Hulu, yes. definitely watch this because I just love the way this was written. I love how they utilize. I love how they utilize um, the 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 chemistry between Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart. Uh, you can definitely tell the tension between the two. But and and I can't stress this enough. Dan Levy was just fantastic in mm-hmm. this movie. If Amazing. You, if anything, just Dan Levy's um, performance in this movie was just mm, it was yeah. so good. Yes. Um, I need to watch more of him. Like, really. I was just, uh, we were talking. Mm-hmm. I was just like, why haven't we watched more of Dan Levy? Yeah. Uh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but that's our thoughts on Happiest Season. It's a Hulu original. If you have Hulu or if you don't, get that one week uh, subscription to it. You know, yeah. that, um, you know, the, the trial. trial. <laughs> the trial to it. And uh, yeah, so Happiest Season. Go check mm-hmm. it out for yourself. We gave it a four jingles. And uh, we want to hear from you in, your, uh, in the comments down below. Did you watch it? What do you think of it? What are your thoughts in the comments down below? Uh, all right. It's time to talk about some gaming news. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Let's just go ahead and do it with our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry in the past week. Anyway, uh, what's going on? I don't know. You break the gaming news. That is that is very true. Uh, let's, let's get started with okay. our with our number three. Okay, it's about Xbox. Well, I love Xbox. Xbox, my favorite. We know. Yes, and it's about Halo. Ooh. Oh wait, come on, change slides. <laughs> Halo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so 
Halo apparently had some, Halo Infinite, had some, a uh, little bit of rumors that there's going to be a Battle Royale mode. Uh, it came off some um, uh, some site that I can't remember off the top of my head. Good job, Adam. Professional here. And, uh, you know, the rumors got a little bit a little bit heavy to which a community manager had to actually go on Twitter and say, mm. you know what? These are unfounded rumors. Ha ha. What uh-huh. what what jovial uh, tweets that you're sending, Mister uh, Rumor Mill? <laughs> um, uh, so I want to read this tweet. Uh, by the way, the article is linked down below if you want to read more about it. Uh, but Brian Jarrod, uh, who is a community manager over at Three Four Three Industries, had this to say: Nothing gets a post-holiday Monday going like fresh, unfounded Halo Infinite rumors. He then goes on to say. By the way, yes, I'm aware we could solve this with real news. We certainly have some things we are overdue on and eager to talk more about. We're in the process of pulling together a year-end update. So he's just saying at the first one, uh, unfounded infinite rumors. And a lot of articles are coming out to say, like, this isn't really a straight denial that there's a going to be a battle royale mode yeah. in halo infinite and this goes back to 2018 when i have this in my notes when uh, that's it jeff easterling i uh, had to figure out his last name uh 2018 when he said the only br that's going to be in halo infinite is battle rifle so there, there was like this no, this promise like no there's not going to be a battle yeah. royale in, in halo infinite my goodness uh and now a lot of people are just saying this isn't a straight denial what if there is a battle royale mode uh, here's my thoughts on it. Who cares? Yeah, it's just a mode. That's the thing. If it's just a mode within Halo Infinite, yeah. And I get, and I and I talked about this in my sports, uh, my sports games, coffee games, which I'll link up here if you want to check it out. Uh, that story mode in sports games kind of takes away from resources that could make the game better. Mm-hmm. Same way here, that if yeah. you design a battle royale mode, then it will take away resources from making the game better. Yeah. However, if it's just a mode, I don't think it's a lot to yeah. get worked up over. No one's forcing you to play it. And from a marketing standpoint, it's a good idea. Yeah. I like that's what's in right now. If there was a Halo Battle Royale, I think I would play it. Yeah, I would really at least would. give it a try. Yeah. Like, I liked Apex Legends. You did. You, re- you really did. I, I loved it. And Now, here's the thing. I think I would care if it was only battle royale yes if it was only battle royale of course you would care a lot of halo fans would care but yeah. that's not what the game is yeah exactly but if it was halo infinite battle royale like that was the only it yeah i i i think storm yeah. storm the trenches with with me why don't you but if it's just a mode within the game then yeah. it's just it's Who just cares? that and as of right now it's not in there so stop don't get all worked up before you actually have definite mm-hmm. information um and i and i just um I really like how Brian handles this. Nothing gets like unfounded infinite I, rumors. I found that to be mildly rude. It is. I was like, dude, calm and, down. But wait, yes, I'm aware we could solve this with real news. But like that's it. And we're about to uh, in the process of pulling together a year and update. There's no denial of it. No. And that's the thing. That's what's worrying me. It's like if, if this is pretty much the no comments of comments. But uh, it is what it is. But write your thoughts in the comments down below. Uh, what do you think of this? Would you play a uh, battle royale in Halo Infinite? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. I think I would, but uh, who cares about me, right? I do. Oh, that's nice. But let's go go on to our number two gaming news. Wow! <laughs> and this is actually 
Uh, similar to last week when we talked about mm-hmm. Yellow Brick Games, uh, some more veterans left the industry yeah. to start their own studio. Yeah. Uh, so this is from the Silent Hill, pretty much the the lifeblood of the Silent Hill mm-hmm. series, uh, Kichiro uh, Toyama. I loved your eyes the second you attempted at pronouncing that. Yeah. You're like, I'm uh, going to do I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> Toyama. Uh, where he founded his own studio called Bokeh Game Studios. Cool. Uh, well, along with him and uh, some other names that I'm scared to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toyama is joined by uh, Katsu... God dang. Uh, Kazu- Kazunobo Sato Sato. From Last Guardian, good job, Adam. You're doing good, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Uh, and Junya Okura, who ca- uh, was the director behind Gravity Rush. Mm-hmm. So the 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 two people behind uh, the Last Guardian mm-hmm. and the Gravity Rush series yeah. is joined the Silent Hill director to make an all new studio called Bokeh Game Studios. And cool. I w- and I want to read this quote from Toyama, who has to say. At their newly established Bokeh Game Studio, Toyama, uh, Toyama hopes to fulfill our fans' expectations while enjoying how fun it is to make games again with more freedom. He also says, honestly, I can't forget the atmosphere we used to work to. Sorry. Honestly, I can't forget the atmosphere we used to work in back in the day. He said many things on a whim, just improvising. So again, this is uh, another set of game industry veterans mm-hmm. saying like, I miss the days where we just made games, yeah, made games for the fun of it. yeah. And now they're starting designing their own studio. And they're just saying, I love the last quote, just making things on the whim and just yeah. improvising. Yeah. And I love that. And Not people pleasing, just taking their art, putting it out there. And this goes back to our uh, points of last week yeah. with Yellow Brick Games. Saying that, like, this could be, like, the rise of indie. This could be a lot of veterans are just wanting to reset the game industry and just do things like the way they were before, you Mm -hmm. know? And this is great, especially if you're excited for, you know, Silent Hill. And, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, if you love The Last Guardian and the Gravity Rust series. If if you love these kinds of games, I'm sure you're thrilled. Uh, I wasn't big on the gravity rush i love the last guardian but i just mm-hmm. love their passion for this and this is great yeah yeah what do you, any other thoughts i mean i don't have too many thoughts because i don't know anything about any of those games oh but um uh, i kind of i think i kind of remember the last guardian yeah you thought the you thought the big dog bird was cute yeah yeah thank <laughs> you um i was gonna say i think that was the one i was thinking of but um mm-hmm. But no, I mean, it's great. I'm excited to see what else happens this year with mm-hmm. like, because a lot of people are leaving their big companies. Like, yeah, this isn't like we said, this isn't the first one to do it this year or even yeah. recently. So um, interesting things to come. So speaking on that point, I think that's a great way to transition into our number one gaming news. Number one, which is absolutely mind blowing and a bigger deal than most people are making it is that studio heads from BioWare, Mm -hmm. Mark Dara and Casey Hudson, left BioWare. They just just left. And that's that's insane. There's Mark Dara right there. There's Casey Hudson right there. Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. Mark, meet Lizzie. Um, (laughs) But why this is a big deal is that, one, this is Casey Hudson's second time leaving BioWare. Oh. I, I believe he left 2014? 
I believe he left that that time. I can't remember for the top of my head, but he left and he came back again uh, to work as the general manager mm-hmm. of um, of Bioware. And of course, Casey Hudson or Casey Hudson is. Uh, but Mark Dara was the creative director or the executive producer, I should say, of the Dragon Age series, which Dragon Age Four is set yeah. to come out. Uh, I would say pretty soon. Yeah, maybe not pretty soon, but it's going to be showing up at the Game Awards. But uh, yeah, they they, they just kind of left and they didn't really have any plans of like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're just like, listen, we've had enough and we're we're gone. Mm -hmm. And I want to read this quote from here. And um, yeah, I I believe this is from Casey Hudson, if I'm right. But uh, Casey Hudson says this. I will miss being able to work every day with our inspiring developers on the biggest and most exciting projects I can imagine. He continued, uh, but I also know that this is a good time for change, both for myself and Bioware. Hmm. And so what that says to me is that um, it's, it's insane. Well, what that says to me is that like he came to a crossroads and he's like, you know what? Bioware doesn't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. And... I don't need Bioware, so it's time for me to go. It's time for me to leave. It's time for me to step down, and I'm going to take Mark Dara with me. And it's funny that both of them left at the same yeah. time. Both yeah. of them gave, uh, just kind of gave in and said, you know what? So now we're waiting on news that they're doing something. Yeah, they they, they have to be doing a studio yeah. soon. They have to be. And if they're not, that's fine. You know, yeah. Maybe they want just more time with their families, but... Understandable. Uh, you know, and it's just... Uh, what's going to be interesting is that this is the lifeblood of bioware Mm. and what most people don't remember is that mark dara worked on the first Baldur's gate and even casey hudson was involved in the first kotor game Mm. uh so they go way back yeah i think casey uh not casey hudson uh mark dara entered the company in 1997 wow if i'm right i can't remember when casey did maybe around the same time um but they were there for like the the birth of the company I was gonna say I'm like I was four when he started there. Yeah, and that's the thing is that uh, they they're big parts of Bioware, and now Bioware is not going to be the same anymore. It's th- yeah. those are just facts that like these two minds made the Bioware that we absolutely love with yeah. Dragonates, Mass Effects, um, of course, Kotor series, and uh, many others. Many, many, many. And Bioware was once known as like the RPG juggernauts yeah. at one point, and now the lifeblood has left. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, they're they're on the search for another general manager. Uh, you know, they've they've uh, you know, kind of cycled up some people saying like you're gonna take this job, this job. Yeah. Um I think there's a there's a good person in charge. Oh man, I should have done more research. I'm literally coming right out of work, yeah. so my brain isn't functioning properly. But yeah, it's kind of weird to to say that Casey's not gonna come back and took Mark with him. But what I'm excited for, like what Liz said, is that uh, there there has to be a studio. There has to be a studio's announcement. And once that does, I think what we were talking about last week with last week's subject of the game industry needs to reset. I think that's going to put the nail in the coffin that uh, the game industry is going to start the reset, Hmm. meaning that uh, going back in the ways of old, that indie games are going to be the center blood. Mm-hmm. And publishers will come back and and say all this, but I think Game Pass is going to be a big part in it because now Microsoft will become almost like a publishing company, mm. put it on Game Pass, and so more people have access to it. Yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, I just think it's very interesting. And I think, um, I hope that, the, you know, uh, Casey and Mark uh, land on their feet, even if it's like working as managers in a Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know. But I, I hope they I land. I wouldn't call that landing on your feet after working at Bioware. Yeah. They, they got to be doing something. There's There's got to be a plan. Or not. I, I mean, yeah. I was in a, I was in the same boat in my last job. Yeah. I just kind of like. We're just like, know. we're going to leave and yeah. see what happens. And see what happens. <laughs> so, you know, applause to them if that's exactly how they did it with no yeah. plan. Yeah. Applause to them. Because Whatever. They're, they're just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I don't care what happens to me. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Not really. Fair enough. <laughs> but all right. So that was our top three gaming news. Uh, write your thoughts in the comments down below with all of these uh, gaming news. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, with Halo Infinite having a battle royale, would you play that? I know where I asked you, but you know, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, with the uh, Bokeh Studios, uh, do you like these games? Do you like Gravity Rush? Do you like Last Guardian? Did you like the Silent Hill series? Uh, are you excited for these games that are going to come out from these studio heads? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. And uh, with Mark Dara and Casey Hudson leaving Bioware, uh, what's that going to do for you? Like, are you affected by it? Uh, were you a huge Bioware fan? Do you think Bioware is not going to be the same anymore? Uh, write your thoughts in the comments down below. And uh, with all that said and done, let's just bring out our guest. Okay. Our guest, of course, is Dan from the Greatest Story, mm -hmm. Greatest Story Ever Played podcast. Uh, he's a good friend of the show. Mm -hmm. He was one of our first guests ever of the show. Yeah. Uh, this will be a, th a third time coming on the show. Mm, we're people are catching up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's doing well. His podcast is uh, on the on the on the upswing. Yep, it's always been on the upswing. What am <laughs> I saying? Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk about when's the right time for a sequel. But you know, let's just let's just bring him on. Let's bring on our good friend, uh, Dan. everybody we are back with our very special guest our good friend the the greatest story ever played it's the greatest podcast out there uh, except for ours it's dan from the greatest story ever played <laughs> thank you thank you for having me on hey no problem and um uh if you're watching this on youtube dan has not elected to show in his face so there's his animal crossing character um i have seen his face and it's just too, it's uh, the world's not ready for this much glory and beauty mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I agree, Dan, that's, you know, the, the world's not ready for your for your glorious face. I'm sorry, man. Also, what do I look like? I, 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 Dan, it's good to have you on, man. <laughs> you guys need to switch to Animal Crossing characters now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be so fun. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan, I want to bring you on because uh, you are a, an expert, I would say, uh, a, a connoisseur, if you will, of good story. Uh, your your uh, your podcast is uh, all about uh, story driven games, and we'll talk about that in the end. Uh, but I want to bring you on about sequels in a game. Uh, now I want to want to bring this up first. Let's 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 ask the first question here. When is a sequel actually needed, and when is it just you know forced upon us? So uh, Dan, I want to bring it to you first. When do you think a, a sequel is actually needed? What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think that uh, I guess big times where a sequel should definitely come is if there's like more story to tell that, I don't know, could be told in a good way. Or maybe if you've got new elements you want to introduce into your franchise. So maybe like mm -hmm. how the gameplay might change or something like that. I think if you're doing something new, that might warrant a, a sequel, in my mm -hmm. opinion, or in addition to a franchise. Mm. 
Yeah, and I like what you, what you said there. It's like as long as there are new story needed, um, you know, because a lot of the question is like, when is a good time to just end a franchise? Mm-hmm. When there's mm-hmm. nothing new to say. And I, and I love what the Dishonored series did. After Dishonored, uh, Death of the Outsider, the story kind of ended with that. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were asked, like, when's the next Dishonored? Uh, Arcane Studios said there, there's not much story to say anymore, so yeah. why make a new one? Mm-hmm. So as long as there's something new... That, yeah. that's the perfect uh, way to have a sequel uh, Liz what do you think I I mean I completely agree if there's something new to tell or more to tell of the story more power to you go ahead and do it if you have another element to add mm. into it like Life is Strange there's nothing new to tell but yeah. there's another element to show Oh, okay. like you know what I mean like we had yeah. Max but Max's story is done Yeah, and then we moved on to the second story Yeah, you know what I mean so like that's fine because you when you're playing a game or even movies you can tell when they made a sequel Mm -hmm. for money you can see a clear difference between doing it because it's what's part of the plan yeah and doing it for money like after harry potter did its whole thing and it split the final one into two halves suddenly every series split their final yeah their final Mm -hmm. movie into halves. it's like that's not necessary for every didn't, series. Didn't Hunger Games do it as well? Yes. Hunger Games did yep. it? Yeah. yeah. First, Harry Potter did it, and then Twilight did it. Mm-hmm. Now, Twilight's final book was mm-hmm. big. So, yeah. you know, it might have if you wanted to get everything in. And it worked for them. And so did Hunger Games. But Hunger Games' final book, I'm looking at it now, is not even close to the size of the mm-hmm. final Twilight or the final Harry Potter. Yeah. And so it's just funny that they're like, but we need two parts too. Yeah, that's so true. So you yeah. can <laughs> always tell when series mm-hmm. in video games or movies make a sequel for money over mm. the store, over like actually plan- had already planned mm. on doing it. Uh, Dan, I, I, totally, just, oh. uh, I was going to say, totally yeah. agree there. Uh, mm-hmm. Like how there's three Hobbit movies. Like yes. you could yeah. probably make one good movie. Maybe if you want to stretch it into two, I could maybe live with it. But yeah. Like, that was like uh we need to make more because we want more money exactly <laughs> yeah i want to i want to ask you something and i didn't ask you this ahead of time uh by the way pulling behind the curtains i usually send my guests um a lot of talking points before uh <laughs> so that they're prepared but i'm going to throw you a wrench my friend um <laughs> in your opinion because i already have mine in my head if you want some time uh what's probably the worst sequel you've ever played on on a video game i'm talking about Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a good that is a that is a tough one I, I i feel like offhand i guess i don't think it's like a bad sequel but mm-hmm. i wasn't a big fan of uncharted 3 yeah. um mm-hmm. i thought 2 was really good and then 3 just like i didn't like the villain i didn't think what they were doing was that good it felt yeah. like kind of a worse version of the first game to me mm-hmm. um but then they did follow it up with a really good one with uncharted 4 being really good but mm-hmm. um that was a sequel that didn't do it for me and that is definitely my least favorite uncharted game <laughs> yeah i i think i agree with that i i haven't played the uncharted games in a little while i remember liking two i think i remember liking two i I don't think I liked three. I, mm. I, I remember like going through a lot of dif- different lists and I remember thinking that makes a lot of sense, you know, that people don't like this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember Uncharted 4 very specifically and I think Uncharted 4 tied a lot of uh, loose ends together and mm-hmm. it, just, it was just a good collection just saying like, here's how the story ends. But three definitely could yep. be ignored. Mm-hmm. The one I always have in mind and I always say this on the podcast 
uh, the, uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed 2 was mm. probably my least favorite sequel. It just felt so, I was about to say it felt so forced. Uh, You're so <laughs> clever, babe. <laughs> it felt forced. Anyways, um, but it really did. It just felt like we were only getting it because the first one did so well. Force Unleashed was probably one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time in the top three. And then they followed it up with Force Unleashed 2. And just the premise was just bananas. Just mm -hmm. out, outright ridiculous. Why is this happening? Yeah. Um, and just kind of betrayed how the first one ended. I'm not going to say how it ended, you know, because that's spoilers. But uh, that's what I have in mind. Uh, Liz, do you have any uh, any games you have in mind or any even movies, I'll say? Well, movies I could think of ever, but I actually did think of a video game. OK. Um, which is shocking because I don't play many series. Yeah. But I do play Dark Pictures. Oh. And I have to say, in comparison to Man of Medan, mm -hmm. Little Hope wasn't as good. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Just yeah. because it felt very like Little Hope felt very repetitive. It didn't. Like, whereas Man of Medan, every time you play a different character, you are in different parts of the ship mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you got attacked by different creatures. Whereas Little Hope, it was the same attack. Yeah. And I, I mean, I lost everyone. So <laughs> that wasn't helpful. <laughs> yeah. But and that was the thing. It felt more complicated to beat creatures for some reason. And yeah. maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm just out of practice. Cause I haven't played much this year. Mm. But I don't know. I just it felt more repetitive yeah. In comparison. And even though this is a series that they planned out, mm -hmm. even after you play Man of Medan, you know, like they basically tell you there's more. Yeah. And even mm -hmm. in, I don't know if it was in Man of Medan, but in Little Hope, it shows the bookshelf. It shows, I think there's like two or three more in uh, the series. Yeah. So there, even though Little Hope was planned, mm -hmm. I don't think it was done as well as Man of Medan. Okay. Interesting. Actually, Actually, well, uh, I, yeah, I want to hear Dan's thought because you just played the game. And I did, did, didn't you put in an episode for Little Hope yet? Uh, it's not out yet, but yeah. there will be one out in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, World here, heard it here first. I haven't announced it yet, but it's oh. it's out there. It's it will happen. Hey, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's bad. perfect. I, I, yeah, I, I ask questions on social media, so it was headed that way. Yeah, true. Right. true. Um, but that that's crazy. I, I liked Little Hope more than Man of Medan. I liked um, so. the story. Mm -hmm. I like the story more, but as far as like the game play like the game play itself in comparison, I just wasn't a fan of. Yeah. I would agree with that because yeah. in, in Little Hope you're a group and you just play different members in the group mm -hmm. the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think exploring the ship was cooler for sure. And yeah. I had I had more people die this time around too. So uh yeah. that's that's kinda interesting. But I think the Dark Pictures goal is to make eight standalone games. Yeah. But I think that depending on the success of the previous one may depend on if you get another one That's or not. True. So mm. I'm hoping it works out because I think it's a cool idea. But yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I could see it going either way, because like I like mm -hmm. Until Dawn more than both of them still. Oh, oh same. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. And um I, I think that brings me to uh my second question for this discussion. Uh when we're talking about previous games even and when we're talking about sequels, uh and the whole subject, uh you clicked on this video, possibly, uh, to say when is the right time for a sequel? Now I wanna ask, when is the appropriate amount of time to sit on the previous game before you even start thinking about a sequel or even releasing a sequel? Uh Dan, I wanna bring it to you. What do you think about that? 
I don't know if there's a hard and fast rule. Like, part mm-hmm. of me is like, uh, as long as it takes to make it good. Like, like for mm-hmm. The Last of Us, right? The first one was what 2013, and then Last of Us Two just came out earlier this year in 2020. 2020, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven years mm-hmm. is a long time, and I would choose not to wait that long if I had a choice. Yeah. But I also get that, like, eh, if that's what it takes to make your game the way you want to make it, yeah, sure, sure, that's fine, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if you'd get um, like fatigued if a new one came out every year or something. Mm-hmm. Like if a, you know, if if a series that you like just had a new game every year, I wonder if you'd be like, eh, this is a little too much. Like when movie series do that, where it feels like yeah. a movie's coming out yeah. every year and you're like, I don't know if I can keep up or not. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you said that, I thought about my favorite series of all time. Okay. I shouldn't say all time, but my favorite uh, video game series I would say is Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. And when those came out yearly, the fatigue became mm-hmm. pretty serious. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, even when they took a break between syndicate yeah, it was Syndicate and Origins. They took a, a a year break and they came out two years later and Origins just blew it out yeah. of the water over Syndicate. Uh, Syndicate, uh, for me, felt like a chore to play at that point, whereas Origins felt like a breath of new, yeah. fresh air. I loved it. Um, yeah, or, or even, I would say Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is just, um, it's different gameplay, yeah. different setting. Uh, mm. the serious fatigue is definitely there, but not like Assassin's Creed was. Assassin's Creed coming out every year was just a yeah. nightmare. Um, uh, Liz, what do you think? When's a good time to sit on a game? I was actually thinking it depends on the game or even the style of the game. Okay. Because you're saying Assassin's <coughs> Creed. Well, Assassin's Creed are lengthy games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have a new one every year, if you don't play every day, yeah, like you might barely get it done before the next one comes mm-hmm. out. Or not even have it done by the time the next one comes out, depending on your life. Yeah. Whereas something like um, the Dark Pictures, mm-hmm. they're what, two, three hour gameplay? Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? True. Yeah. That coming out, I would say a year and a half, two years mm-hmm. is okay because if you give it, because video games take longer to create than a movie. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in overall, they take longer to create. Movies yeah. coming out every year, you can still get a good production out of a year. Yeah. And usually they start creating, they start filming them mm-hmm. while, the fir- while the previous one's being edited. True, yeah. So for video games, I think depending on the length, I think for something shorter and mm-hmm. easier, a year and a half, two years isn't a big deal because if it's a shorter game, you've played it, you played it when it released and the next, you're, you're gonna, it's going to feel like forever till the next one comes out. True. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Assassin's Creed, I agree, if you have a two-year mm-hmm. to three-year break, yeah. that's fine. But then you also have to bring in the element of the passion behind mm-hmm. that story. Like um, Dan mentioned... Um, the last of us yeah how there was that big break now i don't know if that was because of production or because they just didn't have anything to tell yet Mm. but if it was if it comes to that passion behind it it's like i'd rather them wait till they have like a really good story that they really want to make because Mm -hmm. um that reminded me of not to bring in probably the most corniest movie in the world but princess diaries no the second movie came out (laughs) so far away no one was really anticipating or asking for a second princess diaries movie Mm mm-hmm but it came out and it was really funny and it was at a good time. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for a third. <laughs> oh <So my God. laughs> but that's what, but that's what I mean. It's it. If there, if it comes out of nowhere, you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. 
we have it that we can add to that story yeah like it's fine mm-hmm. if there's 10 years between it because guess what you're gonna just reignite the whole passion for that theory mm-hmm. now you're series you know yeah so i think it depends on the game and your passion behind adding to the story hmm. yeah i would say also um Kevin one turned off apparently oh, no. yeah uh I would also say that uh, while you two were talking, I was thinking about uh, my answers. I wasn't actually listening. I was just (laughs) 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 no, I uh, no. Collectively, what you two brought to the table made me think. I I think the best uh, gap in between is probably two to three years. And the reason why Mm -hmm. I say two to three years, uh, and I'm not trying to say like 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 what you were saying, Dan. There is no concrete rule of yeah. what may sequel. Make your sequel for when you want to make your sequel. I don't really care. I don't control you. I'm not your daddy. Anyways, but um, I think a two to three year gap it gives two two reasons. One, it gives you time to actually you know take breath and see what you did right with your game, and then go from there. But it also gives enough time for the fans to just like what you're saying, mm-hmm. Liz. Uh, give enough time for fans to just kind of process it mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. d- digest it. And it gives enough time for fans to miss it. Yeah. And but not so long that you didn't forget it. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. you you mentioned, Dan, with uh, Last of Us, how it came out, you know, 2013 and now it came out 2020. One series that I adore and I'm waiting forever is Elder Scrolls 6. When is that coming out? We don't know. And I'm scared. I'm okay. What if I'm 35 and it comes out? You will. I know. <laughs> it's just like, uh, <laughs> but like uh, 2011 Skyrim came out and we have no idea when the, when number six is coming out. Uh, Eric, Eric, uh, Eric Hines. That's, that's a different person. Uh, Pete Hines. Uh, Pete Hines keeps saying it's like it's uh, it's a long ways away. Don't even expect <laughs> it. You know, Starfield is over. Uh, Starfield is going to be the next game. Maybe another Fallout game. Elder Scrolls is way, way, way out there. And I'm just like, that's way too much time. Uh, and he's even talking about Todd, Todd Howard said that Elder Scrolls Six is being designed to be played for ten years. And yeah, now, they got to keep it up. I know. <laughs> well. Wouldn't wouldn't it be super awesome if this was a thing where they they're just like playing you guys and they, it's almost done and they're gonna do one of those announcements where it's like and you can play it tonight. Oh my god, that would be you great. would die <laughs> because 2021 <laughs> is the 10 year mark. Exactly. And what if they brought it out in 2021 saying like, oh yeah, and you're not getting another one till 31. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I at least your I head would literally explode if they did that. Oh yeah, it it would. Um. Uh, but yeah, enough of enough about me. And uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's the thing I keep thinking about is that when's a good time for it to come out? And I think the two to three year gap, as you two yeah. were talking, it really made me think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just gives enough time to miss the franchise without you being annoyed, because like you said, Dan, 2013 to 2020 with the Last of Us series, uh, it, it came out the right time, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think that 2020 was its year. But to wait seven years for a sequel, I think that's just just a hair too long for you to be just like, yeah. I think the max should be maybe five years, mm-hmm. you know, five to six years, seven years. You're just talking about like, this is just annoying. I know it's coming, but when, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it can get kind of like a mythic almost at that point. You're like, okay, will, you know, mm-hmm. 
this yeah. thing ever show up? It, it, does yeah. GTA Six ever exist? Yeah, or, true. Or you know, does Detox by Dr. Dre will that ever happen? <laughs> no, of course it won't. Um, you know, we waited thirty years for it or something. It's not happening. Yeah, true, true. Now, for Last of Us, did the because I didn't finish it yet. Did the first one end basically telling you there's gonna be a second one? Uh, sort of. But we're it left, the, it left it open. Okay. Yeah. Like if, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just wondering, I'm like, were you all just sitting waiting for seven years? Or were or did that come or did the second one coming out reignite the love? I think and Dan, I'll 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 give you time to speak on this too, because you're you're a much bigger than Last of Us fan than I am. Uh I, I think it left it in a place where if no sequel came out, I, people wouldn't be pissed. You yeah. know? Uh but it left it open. Uh Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the same thing is that, like, if they would have never came back, I don't think it would have mm-hmm. been like, oh, that sucks. There was so much more to do. Like, they, they could do more and they did do more with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a great sequel and mm-hmm. I really yeah. like it, but it's polarizing and I know a lot of people hate it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure to some people they're like, nope, Last of Us 1 is canon. The end. Yeah, 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 yeah true. <laughs> Which is fine. You're like, you're, yeah. you're allowed to feel that way, I guess. But um yeah, to a to a certain point, you're allowed to feel like that, but you're not allowed to send um, threatening letters to developers. Yeah, that's uh, just horrible. Well, or or to oh, voice yeah. actresses, say, or to actresses, or to actresses. Um, yeah, that was terrible. Now, I do want to talk about before we get into social media answers. Uh, I do want to ask, uh, when's the right time for a sequel to be uh, sent over to another studio? Maybe even a reboot, right? Mm. Uh, we've seen this before in the Life is Strange series where the series was given over to uh, Deck Nine, yeah. who made uh, a prequel, sequel, follow-up game, uh, which is one of my favorite games, uh, Before the Storm. Uh, and they gave it, like, new life. Whether that new life was good or not, wh- whether you agree or not, but it is what it is. But when do we think that uh, a game should be, or a game series should be handed to another studio? Uh, in that kind of light. Uh, Dan, what do you think? I'm trying to think. I, like I, I, With this question, I was like, I know a lot of games do this, but Life is Strange Before the Storm is the only one I can think of offhand that uh, I've played where it switched. Because I know like Fallout and some of those games do that, but I haven't played any of them, so it doesn't like <laughs> uh, help me as much in there. But I don't know. I wonder if it's like, if you take more than five years, it's fine to give it mm. to someone else um mm-hmm. i don't i don't know uh, i but i i like before the storm like i'm glad they added to the universe mm-hmm. yeah to, to me to me i feel like what it does though is it does allow me to mm. say parts of before the storm aren't canon <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> true that true. just didn't happen <laughs> yeah it, right, right like how they made like the i don't know the distance between chloe and max go i'm like i don't picture it that way so that's yeah. not real which, you know, like I picture it being like they made it seem like Max got disinterested in Chloe and stopped texting back. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, I think Max got like so much anxiety. She just never did anything like that's how I picture it. But they also made um, it seem like Max had a choice in whether she moved. Yeah, I know. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Dan, did you happen to get a chance to watch um, uh, Player One versus the World? Uh, we've had him on the show before um, and his interview with Hannah Tell at all. But I, I I've seen it on Twitter, but I haven't gotten to check it out yet. It's really interesting because Hannah Tell did not like the way uh, Before the Storm depicted uh, Max because she uh, Hannah Tell loved she she loves Max like she that's mm-hmm. her baby, and then the way that 
before the storm kind of made Max look into this horrible person, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Hannah just did, was just like, I didn't like the way they, they portrayed her. That um, was like my biggest pet peeve. This girl is 12 years old. I know. She does not mm-hmm. get a choice in whether she moves to a different state. Mm-hmm. And right. yes, she does have a choice in whether she is in contact with her friend. And that is her fault. But that happens when you're that young mm-hmm. to be expected to keep in touch with someone. Like given best friend in the whole world. But I have a best friend and yeah. we talk sometimes once a week, sometimes once every two months, depending mm-hmm. on how busy we get. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I, it, that'll always, always bother me about mm-hmm. Before Storm is how they made it seem like a 12 year old had a choice in when she moved. That is her parents' fault. Her <laughs> parents did not need to move the day of her best friend's dad's funeral. Yeah. That is not necessary. Like that is a horrible. Mm hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Not a, not a not a fan of that. I feel like too. I think they did a little better with farewell than like the journals from Chloe or like Chloe's yes. phone from like episode one through three kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Like I thought they did a little better with that with like um, Max being nervous to like share yeah. with Chloe and and then yeah. the cassette. Like you see this like, hey, I want to say goodbye to you, but maybe it's dumb, and it's like. Well, if you feel that way in like a closer context, how mm. are you going to feel in three weeks or three months when mm-hmm. you haven't reached out? Like mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. So I, I I believe that part, and I like that a lot. But yeah. just the the like uh, yeah, the text messages in the in one through three though, mm-hmm. I'm like in the journal, I'm like I just yeah. don't see you like ghosting in that way. Yeah. I see you ghosting. I believe that's real. I just don't. Yeah. You know, so that part's not canon to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Uh. The way I think about it, when we're going back to the question of when should a game be uh, given to another studio, uh, I'm going back to you, Dan, with uh, with your point of when a sequel should be made, uh, when there's more story to tell. Mm-hmm. Now, when a, when a franchise should be given over, fans still want a sequel, but the studio, and the one I think of is Halo, uh, of course. But <laughs> um, the one I think of is Halo when Bungie, I don't know if it was... Um, you know, uh, given to 343 Industries by choice. Uh, but Bungie went off to do Destiny because they wanted to tell a new story. And Halo was given to 343 Industries. I believe that was a, a studio specifically made for Halo games. And the way I think about it is that the original creator says, I have no more story to tell. And a new creator says, but I do. I've mm-hmm. seen your story and I have a new idea. Yeah. Now, was Halo 4... Um, a good story. Um, uh, Liz, so what do you think about this? <laughs> Halo 4 was not good. Um, whether or not I think it was good, I at least it was a new story in the mm-hmm. Halo franchise. It was it was completely yeah. different from Halo 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Halo 5. It was completely different. Was it good? That's, that's up for debate. No. But uh, I, I think it's when a new creator says... I, I like your story and I want to create something new with it. I think that is terrifying. Uh, yes. Because like you said, you did not like the fourth one. And it oh, was I did not. very different from one through three. Yeah. And if you're going to add to a series, I know that it's with a new studio. Yeah. But it needs to be like the first ones. That's why people love the first ones. Mm-hmm. If you want mm-hmm. to create a new fan base, mm-hmm. then add a different segment. It doesn't need to be part of the same story. Yeah. Add a different leg to it. Yeah. Like, Life is Strange, it works because, except for, you know, with 
before a storm because it's connected to the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if, say, they gave it to another studio to do episode two or episode three, mm. then it's not as big of a deal because it might have the same heart. They just have a new idea for a new superpower. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they have a new idea of where to take that. That's okay because it just needs to have the essence of Life is Strange. Mm. It doesn't need to connect as well. And mm. I think because when you said, like, what if they gave it to someone else? I'm like, that's scary. Deck Nine, it was one thing. Is Deck Nine helped with mm-hmm. Life is Strange, didn't they? No, no. They were completely new. I think that was their... F- no, it wasn't their first game. I don't think it was their first game. I think it was their first story game because okay. I think what they I did... I thought they had helped with the first one. No, no, no. It was all Don't Nod. Anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, like that, the idea of... Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of someone else taking a game from a series for me as a fan at least is terrifying because um it's 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 like i said it could go either way it could be great it could be a great addition to the game they could have even more passion than the original creators sure or it could just be horrible it could just as a fan it could be a Mm. good game but just be horrible for a fan because it's not the same of what they fell in love with yeah uh, Dan, uh, any final thoughts about this question? Uh, no, yeah, I feel like that covers it pretty well. I, I agree. I think the thought of your game getting passed off is kind of terrifying and yeah. you'd hope it would happen because the studio says, we don't want to do it. You can have someone else do it as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I don't know, their boss saying they're making this now. You don't get to it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other game that comes into play and, uh, no, no shocker here. Uh, Gears of War, of course. Uh, Gears of War 4 went to the Coalition. Again, another studio Microsoft made for specifically Gears of War. It was not done by Epic Games. And uh, I I appreciated Gears of War more. Gears of War. Gears of War 4. We knew uh, what you meant. More than Halo 4, but it, it just did not feel mm-hmm. the same. Um, yeah, I don't think that passing off to another studio to make a sequel is the best idea just because like you like all of you've been saying like the the original creators had the intentions to make their fans mm-hmm. you know like it but then passing off to another studio can either mean they love the game too and they want to do it justice or the studio wants to make more money yeah which is most likely the case yeah um <laughs> so i do want to jump ahead to uh, what what we call in the channel uh, social media answers. Uh, I will ask you on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, or check us out on Facebook. Uh, toxic, but we have an answer from all three sites. Uh, thankfully, wow. I know it's crazy. Fancy. Look at us go. So I do want to read the first answer from Twitter, who uh, uh, we all know as uh, Commander Nikki on, on, tw- on the Twitters. On the Twitters. On the Twitters. So I asked you guys, when is the right time for a uh, game sequel? When do you think the right time is? Uh, on Twitter, at Commander Nikki has this to say. I think when the sequel can contribute something new and interesting to the story slash lore, etc. Sports games may be an unpopular opinion here. Don't need to a new release each gosh darn year. <laughs> Do that in patches or DLCs. And I've been saying this from the start. Just make sports games a live service. But, you know, whatever. I'm wrong. Uh, 
Also, I like it when in real life time passed in the same amount of time the first game did. Okay. Uh, also, I like it when in real time passed in the same amount of, as the first game to the sequel. So if, if it was five years, five years passed in the game as well. Mm. Uh, she mm. then finishes with, like, sure, some games don't do ongoing story as much as, um, as much so they can release a new game whenever they can. I'd say, for example, Far Cry has always had separate stories, except for 5 and New Dawn. Um, but it would also be nice if they could do some new technology sc- stuff to tell their story in a new way. So that last point she made is that there's some games that don't have a continuing story, like Life is Strange doesn't mm-hmm. do that, or Far Cry, as she puts out. Um, and I don't think Final Fantasy does either. Like, there's some Final Fantasies, but they yeah. name it like 10 and 10-2. But mm, uh, that's confusing. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, but it'd be also nice if they brought in some new technology to tell the story. Uh, Dan, what do you think about Nikki's answer? Uh, shout out to Nikki also. Uh, yeah. Favorite, favorite number one listener of probably a lot of podcasts. So yeah. Oh, true that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think just the doing something new and how, how it's different. One I was thinking of, of like a sequel that was good was Bioshock versus Bioshock Infinite and how the gameplay changed in the second mm. one and it stopped being in Rapture and yeah. that sort of stuff and that there was something new to do because Bioshock 2 was basically Bioshock 1 again except you were a big daddy like it was mm-hmm. very mm. similar so to totally change it and it's like oh it's not a city under the sea and so it's a city in the sky and yeah. like yeah. your 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 gunplay is different and it's um yeah. more violent in my opinion um yeah. <laughs> stuff like that like it was like okay cool they changed this game quite a bit it makes yeah. sense that there's another one and i figure if they ever make a Bioshock 4 Mm. They'll probably do something crazy. It'll be in space or like, I don't know, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, somewhere I, with ice. I don't know. That's what I'm <laughs> with ice. But, Somewhere with ice. <laughs> yeah. A new scenery for sure is what I would guess. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think she's, I, th- I think Nikki's right. You do that. And mm. I guess uh, with sports games too, it would make sense if it was a DLC because mm-hmm. really, really year to year, they don't change that much. Yeah. Which that's another game that was passed off to another studio, Bioshock was, because Ken Levine is now off doing his own studio, uh, Ghost Story, yeah, Ghost Story Games. So Ken Levine mm-hmm. is no longer involved in Bioshock, so it was passed on to another studio uh, within 2K. Um, yeah, so it would be interesting whatever they do. I think the rumor is that it's Bioshock in space, but that's just a rumor. But mm-hmm. um, Liz, what do you think about Nikki's answer? Um, I agree with the sports games. Yes. And I don't remember what she said in the second part. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. (laughs) I do my best. Basically, she just said that, like, if there's new technology to tell the story, which is why I think Last of Us 2 coming out in 2020. Okay, that's what I thought was the basis of what she said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's just new ways to tell your story in the same way Next Gen does, too. Yeah, I mean, see, that's a little complicated for me because... For me, I'm a very story-based person, so te- mm. the technology level doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, it's nice when it runs better and yeah. you can use new technology to tell the story. But as far as waiting till new technology is out to do it, mm. I have to disagree with that mm. because I'm an I'm a nosy person and I want I'm more of the story. Disagreeing with Nikki? I know. It actually never happens. Yeah. I usually <laughs> almost always agree with everything she says. But... <laughs> I'm a very story-based person. I love like drama series and everything. I want more of the story and I want it as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. While still having a good game. That's why I said like two years to wait for a sequel. Cause I want it to be a good game, 
Yeah. But the mm-hmm. technology changing doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I do agree. And we've been saying this already where Nikki's saying that the sequel can contribute something new and mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, I like it when in real time has passed. I I appreciate that as well. Uh, sometimes I always can't line up because, you know, uh, delays happen. Uh, yeah. I never even really thought about the like in real time mm-hmm. changing. I never really considered that. Yeah. Um, but I do like her points in saying mm-hmm. that there's some games who don't really care about, you know, you, you can play any game and it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, uh, there's some continuation, uh, but not so much where you have to play every single game. Uh, that's the very reason why I have not played through the Kingdom Hearts games because there's too many games to keep trapped track of. There you go. They're, they're all they're all on Game Pass and clipped. I did clip. They're all on Game Pass and I'm just like I'm just I'm just not about that life. <laughs> like I'm just not. <laughs> um, so then we have another answer from oh at Adam's Ascending, the new Woo-hoo. game that just came out. It's actually Nick DePaulo. Uh, <laughs> uh, at Adam's Ascending, which just uh, released in early access, definitely check that out for yourself. Um, you know, it, it is a bit buggy, but hey, man, it's early access. Definitely support indie games. Go do it. It's on Steam. Uh, I'm talking to you, Dan, not the fans. But <laughs> um, <laughs> as Ascending says, when the fans slash market really want it and you'll make your investment back. And he does hashtag RE2 remake. So Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, so what he's oh. saying is that when the market demands it and then he uh, hashtags the Resident Evil 2 remake so that you'll make your investment back. And again, uh, Nick DiPaolo is developing his own game. Uh, so he's researching the market heavily. He wants to you know, make it in the games industry with his first game. So, of course, he's uh, talking about, you know, your investments. And I think that's a valid point, mm-hmm. you know, for a studio. Um, what do you think about that, uh, Dan? Yeah, I think that's a good time to make a game, especially like the the Resident Evil remakes, right? They've done yes. a, cup, a couple now in the last few years. They've done three. And have they done four also? They um, haven't. There's a rumor. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's confirmed. I don't think it's a rumor anymore. I think they're actually doing four. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that seems like a great thing. And those being um, like the originals are pretty old. So like being able to use the technology, like Nikki mentioned before that is like, cool, we can make a game that's very, very similar to the old one, but like Mm -hmm. you don't have to play it on your, you know, PS1 or something. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Cause so I, yeah, go for it. I say, if you can make money like that, I'd do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. As long as the, um, like, like he said, as long as the market is demanding it. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, I think resident evil two remake, when it first came out, the market had to have been demanding it because resident evil seven just released. And that was just a major hit. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved, uh, RE seven, uh, much more than resident evil five. Uh, let's bury that game in the ground. Let's never, I don't think that game will age. Well, uh, if that was remade, if I'm correct, Resident Evil Five was set in Africa. Uh, so you uh, shoot zombies and uh, in 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 Africa, and I don't think that will age well in 2020. <laughs> just I'm just putting that out there now. Don't don't make that game Capcom. Um, but yeah, no, I I definitely agree that when the market is actually demanding it mm-hmm. and wanting it, so that you can make your money back. Uh, Liz, what do you think? No, I completely agree. Is I mean, that's the example I always use is, are they doing it to make money? Yeah. But in this situation, it's, yes, you can make money on it, 
because people are asking for it. That's mm-hmm. like the first thing that people think of when they're pitched an idea for a game, a movie, a book. Yeah. Is it marketable? Yeah. Are people mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. do people want this? Mm-hmm. I you agree. know, so completely agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our final answer comes from us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And it comes from uh from Twofer, which okay, if Twofer, if you're watching this, make the next video, man. Do it. I Twofer Twofer just made his channel. And uh, his videos, by the way, uh, are just I, I they're 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 really heartwarming, man. I, I like the way he does it. So uh, Twofer, make more videos, man. Uh, I know you want to, so just do it, dude. Um, Twofer says uh, that really depends. I think I can say with certainty, not every year, which we've we've established that too in our show uh, mm-hmm. that uh, a yearly release just will lead to serious fatigue. I think if you release a game every two to three years, I don't think there will be as much serious fatigue as every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why he says uh, it depends, but he can say for certainty that not every year. So, yeah. Dan, what do you think about that? I agree. It seems like he already listened to the show. So. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's psychic, he can dude. See, I was gonna say, he can see into the future. He saw what we were talking about. He's like, I'm going to get them. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Liz, what do you think? I, I, I think we all agree with that, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's basically what we all stated earlier is that two to three years is a decent time. It's short enough that you don't forget it. You're still like excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's long enough that you are ready for a new one. You miss it mm-hmm. and you've had enough time to actually finish the first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with it. And, um, I'm, I'm also going to reiterate, uh, two for make your next video, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's social media answers. And, um, uh, yeah. So if you want to get involved, definitely follow us on social media at gaming groceries on Twitter, games, and groceries, all one word on Instagram. Uh, and uh, Facebook. Just find us on Facebook. Uh, it's it's not a big deal. Uh, go on, on that toxic wasteland of Facebook uh, where your racist uncle lives. But <laughs> that's horrible. Um, uh, but yeah, so going into uh, closing thoughts here uh, as we uh, you know are wrapping up the show in, in the next, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now I want to ask all of you here around the, around the table and TV Dan back, back behind us. Uh, do, do we think that fans just complain too much sometimes when there's a lack of a sequel or do you think they're making these arguments because there is more story to tell or are they kind of forcing a story to come out? Uh, Dan, what do you think about this? Do fans complain too much with a lack of a sequel? Uh, fans probably complain too much in general, but <laughs> yes. uh, it yeah. seems like, uh, there's a loud segment of fans, probably no matter what you do, mm. but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you didn't do it the way I thought you should have yeah. yeah. come out with a sequel. You came out with a sequel. I didn't like, um, yep. it, it took too long. It was too fast, you know, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it seems like as, as long as you do anything, there are going to yeah. be loud people who complain, mm. which is too bad. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess at the end of the day, I feel like as fans, we're not owed any sequels. Like, mm. yeah. um, and I I really don't want one. Like, if it's not going to be the people who made it wanting to do it. Like for me, yeah, I would be totally into uh, like more uh, 
uh, more like like Life is Strange, more Max and Chloe. I get yes. the story's over, and like <laughs> same. I'm, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. But if they made it, I would definitely play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like like I'm I'm there. I'm easy money for them. But yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, if they never do it, I'm fine with that. Like that's okay. And I definitely wouldn't want them to like just do it because Square Enix is like do it you need to make us money um yeah Mm -hmm. and then they like put something out and it's like oh i guess they went to college or something like uh, Mm -hmm. i guess that would be better as a fan fiction instead (laughs) yeah and um and definitely uh thinking about like life is strange with max and chloe the comics came out and they continued the story um and i think it's like uh do we find that satisfying uh you know and um i'm not gonna say too much of my of my thoughts on it because you know maybe in the future who knows um but yeah i i definitely think the comics did us justice where a lot of people were wanting the max and chloe sequel and um and, and we got the life Strange comics where we start to see max mm-hmm. and chloe outside of video mm-hmm. games so um mm-hmm. yeah i do agree with you dan that i think fans complain too much regardless like it doesn't matter what you do, you're not gonna please anybody. Yeah. And I and I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that in one of my uh coffee games videos. Wow. <laughs> um check out my coffee games. What are you doing on the podcast? Come on now. Um but yeah, I do agree that fans complain and you you're not gonna please everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think fans do sometimes complain where it's just like, where's the next one? Where's the next one? And sometimes games can just they can just end, right? Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. I had a game in mind where they came out with a sequel, not not Force Unleashed two, but uh, <laughs> there's a game that came out, and I was just like, eh, it didn't need a sequel. Or even talk about Last of Us. If it didn't come out with a sequel, I don't think anybody would complain. Yeah. But people wanted the <sighs> second story so <laughs> bad. Uh, what are your thoughts, Liz? Um. Well, Dan stole my joke because <laughs> 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 I was like, well, the game community complains about everything. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that they complain too much in rent in general, mm-hmm. but, um, I think it, it kind of reminds me of when we were in youth ministry yeah. and we were always talking about how you can't be everyone's cup of tea. There's always, exactly. especially in the gaming community, there's, you're not going to please everyone Yeah, in any, in any community, in any fan base. Mm-hmm. You can't make everyone happy. Yeah. You're going to lose people and you're going to gain people from what you're doing mm-hmm. like um but yeah like i was saying in youth ministry we always said they're like you're not everyone's cup of tea no but there are people who were coming in because they finally found someone like you yeah you know and mm-hmm. the same thing like we've been to a church where they even said that in one of their speeches about it like how they were growing they're like you know what like there are a lot of people who don't like what we do mm-hmm. it's like but we get a lot more people than what we're losing. Exactly. You know, yeah. and mm. I think that's going to be in any fan base, including video game fan bases. It's that you're not always going to make everyone happy. You do what, and that's why I always go back to like passion when it yeah. comes to mm. sequels, especially it's like, if you have the passion to continue your story or whatever you're doing, do it. Yeah. And if people don't like it, people don't like it, but you'll still have people who do and you'll probably gain some people. Yeah. You know, so in the end, do what, of course, will make you money because mm-hmm. it's your job. Yeah. But also do it because you're passionate about it. If that if, if you're because you always say, Adam, mm-hmm. you're always saying that, like, if you're interested in it, there's other people interested in it. Yes. So if you are mm-hmm. passionate about this story, there's bound to be a good amount of people who agree with you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I, I do like to say that. It's just like if you are interested in something, if you are interested in a story, chances are there are some people who want to be involved. Now, when it comes to game investments, it's it's a matter of how many people. And I think yeah. that's why a lot of um, game developers, a lot of veteran game developers have been leaving their studios because they don't care mm-hmm. about the numbers of the investment. They just want to make the game. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I, I do agree with with everyone on this table, including TV Dan behind us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's I, I think game communities can be a little bit toxic a little bit but mostly you know let games just come out when they come out uh or if a sequel is not profitable you know it's the studio's job to make investments back and unfortunately when we're talking about triple a games you have to think about the investors behind it yeah and again uh, going back on my point that i made five seconds ago that's why these studio leads are kind of leaving and doing their own thing because they're tired of just impressing in, uh, investors rather yeah. than just making the game they want to make. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a game that just like it hasn't come out with a sequel besides Elder Scrolls uh, that's <laughs> uh, that I'm just almost begging for. What? Here's another here's another thing. What's a game that's come out that we're begging doesn't make a sequel? That's that's a Ooh. good question. Um, I, I almost thought it was Life is Strange at first. And I was just like, you know what? It's fine just the way it is. And but there's only two feels weird for Life is Strange. Yeah. I feel like they need at least three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan, have you ever played a game and you just begged for it to not have a sequel? Do, do you have any thoughts? I'm trying to think of any games that I like that I would want to be done. The only ones I can think of are like really indie games, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. They're just kind of done. Like, like Oxenfree, you don't need an Oxenfree 2. I would probably yeah. play it still. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, you know, if they came up with a way to make it work and they wanted to, mm-hmm. yeah. sure, I'm down. But, like, mm-hmm. they don't need one. I, I don't know. Because, yeah, yeah, I'm like, you know, What Remains of Edith Finch or, like, Detroit Become Human. Like, I liked all of those games. Mm-hmm. But they don't really put themselves in a spot where it would even make sense if there was a sequel. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's funny you say that with Oxenfree because the most watched video on my Oxenfree Let's Play on the channel, which it's on the channel. Come on now. Um, the Oxenfree, the most watched one was one, the one I titled There's an Oxenfree Sequel. And that's the one where I went into Continue Timeline. And it's kind of like a sequel to Oxenfree. And it's the most watched mm-hmm. one. And it's uh, it's number one when you search for Oxenfree Sequel <laughs> because people are just like, <laughs> they want the Oxenfree Sequel. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, there is one. And it's just like, oh, no, dang it. It's the same game, just kind of a sequel. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, that was cool how they did that. And mm-hmm. the, the audio changed and stuff as you went through. And yes, that, yeah, that was super cool. Uh, if you don't know, if you haven't played Oxenfree yet, uh, it, I always tell people play Oxenfree. And they're like, oh, wow, it's a good game. I'm like, you haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? You have to do the continued timeline and it becomes a new game. Uh, mm-hmm. almost it becomes a new perspective and i always say you have to play oxen free twice for you to actually mm-hmm. beat oxen free mm-hmm. um but like i said that's the most watched video because people saw it and they're like oh yes please yeah um but it is what it is um liz any other thoughts um not really i was just thinking about um because you had asked were there any games mm-hmm. that you're like wishing didn't and I can't think of any games because I don't really play yeah. too many, especially standalone games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there have been movies yes. where yeah. I'm like, 
please just let it be good and just be alone yes and stay by mm. itself but i couldn't think of any of those the only thing i thought of was halloween <laughs> yeah <laughs> because the 2018 halloween I knew they were going to make another one yeah. because once again, they did not show Michael dying. Mm-hmm. They saw that you showed him standing in fire, which you would assume he'd die. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't show him dying. I'm like, well, there's going to be another one. He Jeez. somehow lives through this again, <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Um, and part, and I'm like kind of torn in half about it. I know this isn't about video games, but I need to yeah. discuss it. <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> um, but it's like, it's like one of those things where you're torn. It's like, that was really awesome and i'm super happy there's another one but at the same time it's like can we be done yeah <laughs> i'm so exhausted with this guy coming back from the dead every time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i think we can go into closing remarks before we close out the show and um you know i'll you know i'll let dan have the final word so um but for me i think that let's just sequels come out the way they're supposed to you know Mm -hmm. games take a long time to make if we expect a sequel as soon as we wanted to it's not going to be a sequel we want games take time like we said before they take longer than movies uh there's a lot of time and input there's technology that they're waiting for there's licensing for uh the different engines that they have to do uh and i think that we just have to give it time and there's plenty of other games to play Mm -hmm. but you know, let the sequel be the sequel that's the studios once. Uh, yeah. Liz, what are your closing remarks? Um, I just think for sequels, like just let them come organically, like let them come naturally when they're needed, when they're wanted. Because like we always see and like we've discussed is that sometimes they're just putting out because they want to make money. And yes, people still play them and people enjoy them, but they're not as good as they can be. And I think waiting that extra year or two, mm-hmm. you know, instead of having come out every year, or even every year and a half to two years, yeah. if you wait closer to two or three years, yeah. it's going to be better. Like if it's mm-hmm. something that you really, really want as a fan, it's like, be patient yeah. then because you don't, because you're going to, you're mm-hmm. going to beg for it and you're going to, and they're going to rush to get it out for you mm-hmm. and it's going to suck because they rushed it. Yes. I agree. And then, but if you let everything just come naturally and let them actually have time to plan it and think about it and grow that passion for this new part of the story mm-hmm. or whatever that they, cause I only play story games, <laughs> but this new part of this game, then it'll be what you imagined it to be. So just yes. let everything come organically. Uh, Dan, closing remarks. What do you think? Yeah, I, I really like what both of you said. I think that, uh yeah ultimately like as i don't know people who want to play games like let the creators create the stuff they want if that Mm -hmm. takes them a long time that's cool like uh i don't know i like the game because i like it but i know that there's people behind it who made good stuff and i want them to keep making things they like because then Mm -hmm. chances are i'll like it too Mm -hmm. Um, yeah (laughs) so yeah I, i i'm totally with that also i really liked uh what liz mentioned earlier of not everything's like your cup of tea. I mm. think that's mm-hmm. like important in general. Like I think that's important for creators, right? Like they need that mm-hmm. themselves, yes. but, mm-hmm. and like, um, I don't know, whoever backs them financially yeah. should be able yeah. to feel that, feel, feel that way too. <laughs> but then I think also just as like people in the gaming community, like consumers or mm. fans or whatever, like we should all have that idea too of everything's mm-hmm. not our cup of tea. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this game came out, this game came out and it's a sequel, but I don't like it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Other people are allowed to like it. It's not yeah. like a threat threat to me liking it or something like, 
or, mm-hmm. or not liking it or whatever. So I feel like that's something is like we should <laughs> mm-hmm. we can not like things, but I feel like it's like, oh, they made a sequel and I hate that sequel. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't I don't know that we need to like waste anyone's time with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Um, I think we can close out the show from there. And uh, before we actually close things out, I want to roll out the red carpet for Mr. Dan here of uh, his podcast, The Greatest Story Ever Played Podcast. Uh, Dan, tell us a little bit about the podcast. Tell us a little bit about the show and the content you make. Uh, You know, let's hear about it. Uh, Tell us, Dan. What do you think? Cool. Cool. Um, Yeah. So our podcast is called The Greatest Story Ever Played. Um, In it, we do a different story-driven game each episode. Uh, so we've talked a lot about like life is strange here. We've done those. Uh, I mentioned that, uh, dark pictures, little hope is going to be coming out in a few weeks. Mm. I've done until dawn. Um, you know, whatever, a bunch of games like that. If you like games like that, you'll probably like the games we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam has been on twice. Uh, mm-hmm. we talked about God of war and we talked about Marvel's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, both, both very fun games. Uh, so if you want more of us chatting together about games, definitely check those ones out. Um, yeah, I guess where to like find our stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at the greatest story ever played on whatever podcast platform mm-hmm. you use, you'll find it there. Our website's thegreateststoryeverplayed.com. That will have the episodes directly there or links to whatever app you use. And um, my Twitter is at storyeverpod. Um, and I, I engage quite a bit on there. So if you want to talk games, mm-hmm. uh, hit me up. Yeah, I'll have the link to his um, his podcast link down below in the description, whether you're on audio or video, I'll have the link to his Twitter. And I'll also have the link to his Patreon account. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. check that out, he also does uh, bonus episodes on his Patreon. So if you want to check that out, uh, definitely uh, invest in your boy. So, um, yeah, and, I, and like I always joke with you, Dan, that the two um, the two uh, story games that I was on for you for. I'm an Xbox fanboy, and you got me on for PlayStation exclusives. Well, PlayStation <laughs> has story games. It's true, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, but, not just like games I could play on Xbox, but like you only play on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You got shoehorned into the console that's not your choice. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Adam, you have a PS4. Do you want to play this game? It's like, sure. Like, at this point, like, if I if I come out, I'm not inviting myself because <laughs> screw that mentality. Uh, you'll you'll just make it a trifecta and make it like another PlayStation exclusive. Right. Just keep mining them out. Like, all right, I'm going to keep Adam playing PlayStation. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. <laughs> uh, Dan, it was good to have you on again, man. Uh, really good friend of the show. Uh, again, I think you were our second guest ever on our podcast. So yeah, it's pretty early. Yeah, I think you're a second yeah. right behind. Um, uh, absolute prodigy so yeah man it was, it was good to have you back on man it's been too long yeah and yeah for real thanks yeah. for having me back on this was really fun uh getting to chat with both of you again for sure yeah. dude um yeah i think uh i think we'll close out the show from there uh dan again blast to have you on definitely check out his show the greatest story ever played if you love uh story driven games if you like taking a deep dive into that definitely check out his podcast it will be linked down below along with his twitter if you want to uh, chat with him about video games, but you can also follow us on, on the social medias. I've said three times so far on the podcast, uh, you know, Twitter at gaming groceries, Instagram games and groceries, all one word. Uh, always remember, be safe out there. It's a dangerous world out there, man. Wear your mask. What are you doing? Fool. Wear your mask, dude. And, uh, we'll see you in the next one. Have a safe one. 
and just keep on gaming. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. See ya.